Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grand McGovern Podcast. Now there are only 12 days left until Christmas, and that means more terrible Christmas music and sappy holiday movies than any person should be made to endure. In an effort to combat this rampant attitude of festive good cheer, for the next 12 days we will be giving you some alternatives to the traditional 12 days of Christmas with some movie choices of our own. It's true you don't see many dwarf women, and in fact, they are so alike in voice and appearance <laughs> that they're often mistaken for dwarf men. It's the beards. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grand McGuffin Podcast. The 12 days of Christmas are nearing their close, and here we are at day two, Christmas Eve. And what is the best movie with the number two in it to talk about? Why, for my money, it's The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Which is great to talk about because it's actually the second movie in the series while also having the number two in it. Kind of works together. Joining me tonight, as always, Robot On. Merry Christmas Eve, David. Thank you, Robot, and the same to you. Uh, so, Peter Jackson's The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Yes, and speaking of number two, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the birth of the orcs, uh, who happen to look like number two. That is true. Just, they it's they the come orcs. out of these like slimy... Poop. Well, they're they're kind of supposed to be like these these. They break through like that uh those eggs from the Matrix, but instead of yeah. like pink goo, it's like this brown mud. bloody mud. Yeah, it's goo. just grossness. Yeah, well, that's supposed to be the sort of the whole sort of thing. It's like but uh, gr- the elves are the the elves are, are bad. When they turn bad, they make orcs. And then oh sure, if you make take that step even further, you're just making mud things. That are, oh, I remember when uh, I watched that movie, I made so many like orc poop jokes. <laughs> I mean, like I've got to go make some orcs, guys. Uh, be right back. <laughs> uh, just to just to be uh, pedantic here, slightly for a moment. Those were the Urukai, not the Orcs. Uh, we'll move on from that. <laughs> I don't want to seem too much of, an, of a nerd, but they were. Anyway, uh, so what is the difference between the Urukai and the Orcs? Specifically, Orcs are are elves that were taken by the dark powers and and just basically twisted into these unholy monsters. Oh. Urukais are essentially just something that Saruman bred himself. He created them out of just dark powers, which is why they look different. They're all beefy and they can walk in the sun, which orcs traditionally can't do. I don't want, you know, Stephen Colbert (laughs) to listen to this and then call me. I was like, well, in fact, Valinor and all the rest of the elven peoples. No, let's talk Peter Jackson. One, it's a great movie. Uh, It's weird considering it a sequel. Uh, It's not really a sequel. In my mind, a sequel is something that, is tagged on after a complete story has been finished. It's like, let's see another separate story. This is more just the continuation of the one story. But the two towers, the, the two aspect of the two towers, obviously we're referring to Isengard, where Saruman and his you know army is. And then in my, for my money, it's, it's, it's Beardur. It's, it's, you're you looking know. at me like I'm going to know. I'm, I'm looking at you for an opinion. Like, cause there, there's been arguments about whether or not it's Sauron and, and Saruman that represent the two towers or whether it's, you know, Isengard and maybe the tower oh, at Gondor or somebody else. So, I mean, I don't know where you weigh in on that. I don't know if that's an argument that has ever come up in your normal life. Somehow I doubt it. <laughs> it has not, but I always assumed uh, just based off of the marketing choices that it would be uh, the first one you refer to, Sauron and uh, Sauron. Yeah. And uh, this that- is, this is definitely the Empire Strikes Back sure. of, of this trilogy. Although I really love the first film in the trilogy. It's my favorite, I'd have to say. Yeah, but, it's my favorite. But this is an exceptional film. And for those of you listening, 
and, and are thinking about maybe rewatching the, the trilogy as I, I tend to do at least once a year. Um, I'm, I'm very much referring to the extended editions because the extended two towers is leaps and bounds different than the theatrical release that you got completely different. It's in regards to how fellowship and return of the King get their extended scenes. It's just more beefing up the thing that was already there for two towers, like whole new storylines are added to this film. So if you're going to rewatch uh, two towers, please, please, please watch the extended. And if you're looking to get a beard for Christmas, yeah, just pop in disc one of the extended, <laughs> keep going. And by the time you're done, you'll have a beard, man, woman, or child. And it'll also be will, May. A beard will be in your future. And yes, it will be. It'll Not be the beard. May. Sorry, just to quote Gimli from that film. Now, um, because we're talking about the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, it gives me an opportunity to be upset, which, you know, I like to do. The new Hobbit trilogy. Compare, in your mind, Robert, compare the new Hobbit trilogy and how it looks and how the story works to the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. I got, I got the scenes that I wanted out of those movies. I didn't watch the last one. It's not good. <laughs> it, it was it was one of those fool me once. Yeah, I just, I, I that, just it gives me an opportunity to uh, to to bring up the argument yet again, and and I'm sure that this is you know I'm banging on an old drum here, but why when you have proof that guys in costumes fighting other guys in costumes look so good, would you ever go the route of CG monster fighting non CG person? You ask this question and you know the answer. I don't. It's money. That can't be the answer. It can't be less expensive to digitally create some sort of thing than to hire Joe Blow off the street, strap some plastic to his face, and give him a rubber sword. It can't be. I'm missing the second variable. It's money plus time. They've got to film one half of the fight scene. They they literally had less. I mean, they definitely had less time. That is definitely true. I I, I will give them the the compression. The saving grace of the Hobbit films, and the only reason to add it to a personal collection of movies, would be for the behind the scenes, Um, because you get to see a production team scrambling, scrambling and laying tracks in front of them as a speeding train is barreling to kill them all. Um, that's basically the analogy that, no, that I think is directly from the, the special features. Is that I believe give. it. It makes perfect sense to me. And then, you know, that's a perfect time to go back and watch the appendices from the Lord of the Rings and see what a film can be when you give them three years of pre-production before you make it. Okay. I mean, that the amount of detail. They, they had an entire crew just guys of just putting chain mail together. But to that's, go, that's what you get. To go back to the positives of The Hobbit, um, one of my favorite scenes is the Riddles in the Dark. Uh, riddles in the Cave? No, Riddles in the Dark. You're riddles right. in the Dark. Uh, I remember reading that uh, in high school, uh, and it was just my favorite. I just love riddles in general, and just that whole sequence, I think, when you get to see it on screen, they do it so perfectly. But that's that's hard to screw up. It's just oh, yeah, it is. Gollum, who they already know how to do. Yeah, that, that he's been, you know, you've seen him before. So that's not something that's going to go. Oh, I wonder how Gollum looks. No, it's just the same Gollum because yeah. they already did him. And then you just got Bilbo I'm sure in a, in a in a set. I'm sure I'm the only guy who is who paid to see that movie specifically just for one thing. Oh, <laughs> and now I could just YouTube it. Yeah, that's but really uh, true. you know, back then I was that that was my my one thing. So, oh, this is this was my favorite part of the book. Um, that and maybe the trolls, 
were yeah. great? No. no. No, they weren't. And nor was the Great Goblin great. Destroyed that. they, they What they did was, and this is my go-to example, is the second Pirates of the Caribbean film. In in whatever that one was called, I can't remember. Dead Man's Chest? No, that was the third one? Second I, don't, one? I don't even I don't know. remember. Whatever the second one was, for some reason, they end up on an island for an hour and a half. It has absolutely nothing to do with the plot. They're only there in order to afford uh, uh, Johnny Depp to run across. The trolls, the, are on, the trolls are in the book, The though. trolls are in the book, sure. I'm not talking about the trolls. I'm talking about the hour they spend under the mountain being chased by goblins. Oh, sure. In the book, they kill the great goblin and they get out yeah, of there. Yeah, yeah. I know, I agree. Not, they don't spend... 20 minutes running across minefield while the, goblins go... The troll scene is straight out of the book, though. They adapt it pretty, yes. pretty closely. Yes. And that's and again, that's that's where I understand that if... Uh, you know, there is an alternate universe out there where Guillermo del Toro did it with practical effects <sighs> with less money. It would have been and fine. And it would have been And it would have been fine with two of them. He was Because that was Guillermo's original plan. Two movies for The Hobbit. Sure. That's fine. You want to add extra stuff from Tolkien lore... Go for it. You want to stretch it into two movies, fine. But three, there was not enough material to make three movies. And it's just, I don't know why we're talking about The Hobbit. I want to talk about The Two Towers. You went off that's on a, The Hobbit. <laughs> that's true. It is my fault. It is. But for Christmas, guys, spend the four hours. Sit down with your family and your loved ones and watch The Battle of Helm's Deep and The Riders of Rohan. That movie holds up. It does hold up. It's an exceptional film. Happy Christmas. Is that how we're going to close out? I think so. I mean, you know, no one's no one's really excited about watching The Two Towers, though they should. They're excited that Christmas is tomorrow. Okay. In fact, they've probably stopped listening at this point. They're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Two Towers, how interesting. Oh, they're going to talk about, all right, let's get out of here. I know I've got presents waiting for me. i got relatives coming, which means I have to vacuum, which mm. <sighs> whoever wants to vacuum. you got to vacuum parts of your house you never vacuum. you got to vacuum the ceiling. Who vacuums the ceiling? But you know, if you don't vacuum your ceiling, your mom's going to come waltzing into your place, look up the ceiling, go, mm-hmm. Uh, I raised you better. I mean, what better analogy can you make for a family dinner, awkward family dinner? Than um, 12 dwarves coming to your hovel unexpectedly. <laughs> I was going to talk about the Battle of Helm's Deep, <laughs> especially in this political climate. Yeah. Every Christmas and Thanksgiving for the next eight Potentially eight years. Oh, don't say will that. Will be the Four battle. Years. Four years. The mass. battle of Helm's Deep. <laughs> oh, my God. Happy Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas, indeed. We'll release episode one for day one of the GMG Twelve Days of Christmas. We're doing Star Wars episode one. We're, no, we're doing Star Wars Rogue One. Oh. Which is way better than episode one. But I doubt you're going to listen to it on Christmas Day. But if you want to, it's there for you. Otherwise, take a listen after the holidays, and everyone. Have a great time.